Hey friends, what up? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Lamed Beis, Daf Heart, Daf 32 of Mesech Yivamis. Friends, this is the heart of Yivamis. Alright, we got people coming up the stairs over here. Let's see who's coming up the stairs. Ooh, okay, Ruti. Friends, remember uh, Ruti? Ruti stopped by to bring the Shlach Manot. Yeah, well, she's walking up the stairs with a friend. Hmm, I wonder. Who is this friend? Let's go right there. So, um, alright. Ruti and your friend, stop talking. I'm gonna record. Look <laughs> upon him. So, yeah, uh, today's Daphlemice isn't that hard. What do you want me to tell you? It's talking interesting, even. Um, yeah, it'll start with the Mishnah that we've actually seen before. Um, and, but yeah, it does have to do a little bit with like Yibum and stuff. Okay, says the Mishnah on Daf Lamed Beis and Mudalif about eight lines into the page. Shnei achin desuin shnei achshtei achayos v'omei sechod meyin v'achar kach meisa ishto shalsheni harizu asur alav lomis hovenesu alav shachas. We 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 saw this the other day. So, Reuven, get over here. <laughs> Shimon, come here too. Sorry, Rivka. Alright, so Reuven's married to Sarit, Shimon's married to Rivka, Sarit and Rivka are sisters, fine. Reuven dies. Now, um, of course Sarit would have to do Yibam with uh, Shimon, the thing is that Shimon's married to Rivka, Sarit's sister. So Mimele, uh, Sarit cannot do Yibam with Shimon, but uh, Rivka dies. So now, wait one second, somebody's yelling outside, give me a sec. Okay, hopefully they stop yelling. Um, so now, uh, Rivka dies. So what are you left with? So Sarit and Shimon. So the only reason why Sarit didn't do even with Shimon is because Shimon was married to her sister Rivka. Rivka's dead. So can Sarit now do even with Shimon? The answer is no. So let's read that inside. So Shnei Ach Nesun Shtei Achayus. So if you have Reuven and Shimon married to Sarit and Rivka, both Reuven and, Sh- right, Reuven and Shimon are brothers, Sarit and Rivka are sisters, and Reuven dies, and then Rivka dies. So when Ruvain died, Sarit was unable to do even with Shimon because he was still married to Rivka. But then when Rivka di- <coughs> dies, <coughs> so then Shimon is no longer married to Sarit's sister. Nonetheless, Harizu Asura Allah Vulamas. Sarit is forever forbidden to um, Shimon, Hovanesu Allah Shah Achas, since she was ushered to him for one uh, at one point, right? Since when Ruvain died, Sarit was a surah to Shimon, so that's it. Done. No Yibum. Even if Rivka ends up dying later, still, um, Sarah remains a surah to Shimon. Says the Gemara Pshita. But this is obvious. Hashto mahosom, lo minchay mei beisa legami, omart lo, hocho diko minchayo mei beisa legami lo kol shikain. Friends, you got the kasha? Hosom, where's there? Friends, you ready? Reuven. <laughs> Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Sarit, Rivka, Random Rachel. Sarit and Rivka, of course, are sisters. Random Rachel is not related. So now, um, okay. So Reuven's married to Sarit, Shimon's married to Rivka, Levi's married to Random Rachel. Sarit and Rivka are sisters. Reuven dies. So, no, so, so Sarit cannot do Yibam with Shimon. Because Shimon's married to Rivka, sorry sister. So what does she do? She does even with Levi, who's married to Random, Rif- uh, Random Rachel. So now, 
<laughs> so now Levi is married to Random Rachel and to Sar. Rivka dies. Levi dies. So now who's left? Shimon, Random Rachel, and Sar. So we say over there that um, they do not, that Random Rachel and Sar do not do Yibum with Shimon because Sar is a surah to Shimon. Even though he's no longer married to Rivka, she remains a surah to him. No. So says the Gemara, if in that case, where after Ruvain died, Sarah still remained within the family because she married Levi, and still, after Rivka dies, and after Levi dies, we say that Sarah does not do even with Shimon, even though she remained in the family the whole time. In this case, we only have Reuven and Shimon, there's no Levi. Reuven's married to Sarah, Shimon's married to Rivka. Ruvain dies, and when Ruvain dies, Sarah is done. There's nobody else in the married to, in, in the family to do even with. She's out of the family. And then Rivka dies. Certainly, in that case, right? If in the original case, when she, when she was able to do Yibum with Levi and remain in the family, still, when Rivka and Levi die, she does not do Yibum with Shimon. So Mimele, in this case, where um, Ruvain died and there is no Levi. And Sarah has nobody to do even with and she's out of the family. <laughs> so then certainly, uh, even though Rivka dies, uh, Sarah would not be doing even with Shimon. So says the Gemara Pshita, isn't this obvious? In the case where Sarah does even with Levi, where she doesn't get, um, you know, um, like um, she does, she's not left out of the family. She doesn't have to leave the family entirely, right? She can't do even with Shimon, but she can do even with Levi, and she remains in the family, Omart Lo, and still you say that when Levi dies, she cannot do even with Rivka, with, 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 with Shimon, since he was married to Rivka. Here, in, uh, when it's just Reuven and Shimon, and Reuven dies, and now Sarah has nobody to do even with, and she's out of the family, Lokoshikain, certainly, when Rivka dies, she would not then be able to marry Shimon. Tanaha Tana Bereisha. So says the Gemara, like we saw the other day. Well, really, this um, Mishnah was taught first that when Ruvain dies and Sarah is out of the family because she has no way to do even with, she's also to Shimon even when Rivka dies. That was what we knew. And the Tana assumed, but in the case where she remains in the family, where she does even with Levi, I would think that um, if Levi dies and Rivka, well, if Rivka dies and then Levi dies, she would be able to do even with Shimon since she remained in the family. Visharya, and therefore initially the Tana left out that original Mishnah with Reuven, Shimon, and Levi because he assumed that in that case um, Sarah would do even with Shimon. But then the Tana saw. Wait a minute. Interesting. Even though Sarah remained in the family, still when Rivka dies and then Levi dies, Sarah is unable to do Yibum with Shimon. And and since it was such a Mayuridika Khidish, so so since it was such a Mayuridika Khidish, it was so beloved to the Tana that there was such a Mayuridika Khidish. So it, it put that Mishnah first with the Mariyadik Echidish that even though uh, Sarah remains in the family, still she's unable to do even with Shimon after Rivka and Levi die, 
So uh, the Tana taught that Mishnah first, and then it taught uh, this Mishnah. All right, what do you want me to tell you? Let's go weiter. Tana Rabbanon, the rabbis taught, Baalil. 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 What happens? If Reuven is married to Sarah, Shimon is married to Rivka, Reuven and Shimon are brothers, Sarah and Rivka are sisters, Reuven dies, uh, Sarah is not allowed to do even with Shimon, because Shimon is married to Rivka, Sarah's sister. Shimon does even with Sarah anyways. Oh, Shimon does even with Sarah anyways. So now what happens? He's not allowed to. It's, uh, so, so there's, so there's two potential issues over here. Aisha saw. One is that Sarah was the brother, was the, was, was, was the wife of Shimon's brother, Ruvain. And therefore she's also to Shimon because of Aisha saw. Meaning in the context of Yibum, she would be, right, uh, Shimon would be allowed to do Yibum with Sarah, but Yibum doesn't apply over here. Because, um, Shimon's married to Rivka. So therefore it's simply, um, Sarah was married to Shimon's brother. That's not allowed. It's an erva. Additionally, she's the sister of his wife. It's Achos Isha. So there's two potential issues over here. So says the Gemara, Tanu Rabbanan, the rabbi is taught, Ba'aleo, that if Shimon nonetheless did Yibum with Sarah, Chayev Aleo Mishum Eishesach, so he's Chayev for Eishesach, that Sarah was the uh, wife of Shimon's brother, Ruven, Mishum Achos Isha. And also for the fact that Sarah is the sister of Shimon's wife, uh, Rivke. Tivir Biyosi. That's Biyosi's opinion that he's chayef for both Eishe Soch and Achos Isha. Rib Shimon Omer, where it says Rib Shimon, in a chayef elim shum Eishe Soch bilvad. No, you're only chayef for Eishe Soch. You're only chayef once. You're only chayef for the fact that she is the wife of his, that she was the wife of his brother, Reuven. Oh, perfect, Gemara, one second. We have a Braise that says that according to Ibn Shimon, Davka the opposite. He, sure, he's only Chayev once, but, but it's for Eishe Soch, not for Achos Isha. No, uh, I'm sorry, uh, the opposite. Uh, you only Chayev for uh, Achos Isha, but not for um, Eishe Soch. So, lo kasha, it's no problem. Kanchinoso Chayev, Achakach Noso Meis, Kanchinoso Meis, Achakach Noso Chay. So, Rib Shimon holds in Isser Chal Al Isser. Rib Shimon holds that one prohibition cannot fall upon another prohibition. And therefore, once you're chayib for one thing, you cannot be now chayib for a second thing. Meaning that if Ruvain first married Sari, so when Ruvain marries Sari, so then Mimele Shimon is also to Sari because of Eishasach. She's the wife of his brother. When Shimon then marries Rifke, so now Sarah is additionally also to Shimon because she's now the sister of his wife, Achosisha. However, he was already also to Sarah because of Eishas Ach. We do not add the Isser of Achosisha to that. And therefore, when Ruvain first marries Sarah before Shimon marries Rivka, <coughs> and then <coughs> Ruvain dies, uh, Shimon and if Shimon does Yibum with Sarah, even though he's not allowed to, it'll be chayef for Achosisha, not for, no, it'll be chayef for Eishasach, not for Achosisha. However, if Shimon first married Rivke, which means that when Shimon marries Rivke, he's Asura to Sarah because of Achosisha, she's the sister of his wife, um, 
when Ruvain then marries Sarah and she's now also Usher because of Eishasach that she's married to his brother, that would be added onto the first one and we don't add one Isra onto the other. And therefore, since when Shimon initially married Rivke, Sarah was a surah because of um, Achos Isha being the sister of his wife, that is what he would be chayv for. So when, when one b'risa, Rib Shimon says that he'd be chayv for Eishasach and in the other b'risa it says that it'll be chayv for Achos Isha, it just depends who got married first. If Reuven first married Sarah, so then um, Shimon is going to be chayv for Eishas um, Och. If Shimon first married Rivke, so then, right, so if Reuven married Sarah, then it's Achos Eishas Och. If Shimon married Rivke first, so then uh, it would be Achos Isha. Where am I? Reb Shimon. But according to Reb Shimon, in a situation where first Ruvain married um, Sarah, and therefore Shimon was also, right, Ruvain married Sarah, so therefore Shimon was also to Sarah because of Eishes um, Och, and we're saying that according to Reb Shimon, he's only chayv for Eishesach. He's not chayv for Achos Isha. Well, then came the Isra Achos Isha lochayil to Siabe Yabume. Friends, you hear the kasha? The whole point, right? The whole chiddush of Yibum is that in general, you're not allowed to marry your brother's wife. But comes Yibum to say, in this case, in the in the interest of keeping his name going, you're allowed to marry your brother's wife. And if we're saying that you're only chayev once, and therefore when Reuven marries Sarah, and when Reuven marries Sarah, Shimon is now also to Sarah because of Eishes Och. Well, Mimele, when Reuven dies, Eishes Och gets waived, he should be allowed to do Yibum with Sarah. What about the fact that it's Achus Isha? En Iser Chala The only Iser is Eishes Och, that gets Davka waived in the, in the context of Yibum, then Shimon should be allowed to do Yibum with Sarah in a situation where Reuven married Sarah before Shimon married Rivka. Friends, do you hear how Gishmak the Akash is? Amravashi, Isra Achos Isha, Mr. Tali Vikoi. Says Ravashi that, well, not quite. Achos Isha doesn't exactly get cancelled. Right? When Reb Shimon says that if Reuven first marries Sarah before Shimon marries Rivke, so then if Reuven dies and then Shimon does Yibum with Sarah, so he's Chayev only for Eishas Och, it doesn't mean that Achos Isha goes away. Right? In the situation where, um, right, so, 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 so even where you'd be Chayev for um, Eishas Och, and therefore, even if he wouldn't be chayev for Eishasach, he would still be chayev for Achos Isha, right? So it's not like, you know, if you're going to wave Eishasach, so then Mimele, he's a potter. No, if you wave Eishasach, so then you'll, there's still Achos Isha, which is next lined up, and you're ready to be chayev for that. And therefore, Ipaka Isra Eishasach, also Isra Achos Isha, v'chayev v'lokach That in the event, Right, so meaning, so, so Ravashi's kasha is right. Ravashi's kasha is well. One second, if you're telling me that according to Reb Shimon, if Reuven first marries Sarah, 
so then um, Shimon, when he does even with Sare, is high for uh, Achos Isha, and not for Asha. No, for is high for uh, Asha's Och, and not for Achos Isha. But shouldn't Asha's Och be waived, and therefore he should be allowed to do even with Sare? The thing is not quite, because even though in Isser Chalal Isser. But at the same time, if one of them gets waived, then the other one would just take its spot. So in the event that um, Aishas Och would get waived, so then Achosisha would then be next in line and, and would stand in. And therefore, because it's not like he's going to get out of it, so therefore we say that um, he's chayv nonetheless for um, Aishas Och, um, and it doesn't get waived, because even if it get, gets waived, then Achosisha is just next lined up and will be chayv for that. So... Since there's really no way of him getting out of it over here. So, so Mimele says with Shimon, when, uh, Shimon does even with Sara, he's going to be chayev for Aishas Och. So now the Gemara asks like a, a pretty Gishmak Akasha. Whoa. Does Rabbi Yossi really hold Isser Chalaliser? Where Rabbi Yossi had said that if uh, Rumi is married to Sara, Shimon's married to Rivka, Sara and Rivka are sisters, Ruben dies. Sara is not allowed to do even with Shimon because he's married to Rivka, her sister. And now, if Shimon does even with Sara nonetheless, says Rabbi Yossi, he's high for Eshesach um, and for Achosisha. But is that really true? Meaning, implying that Isser Chalal Isser, that he could be high for two things. In this case, Eshesach and Achosisha. Does Rabiosi, however, in fact, really hold that one iser can, you know, be compounded with another iser? That if you violate a uh, uh, transgression, that you will be chayev um, uh, to right that right that involve two death penalties. So you're judged for the more stringent one, meaning Isser Chalal Isser, right? That you're chayev for both, but obviously, unfortunately, we cannot kill you twice. So we have to make a difficult decision. Which death are we going to present you with? Are we going to smite you with? Are we going to kill you with? Well, the more gruesome one. I mean, why should we simply strangle you if we can, like, burn you or something? Well... Um, okay. Well, um, alright. So says the Tanakama, we'll just give you the more gruesome death. Rabiosi, Omer says, Rabiosi, Nidom Bzika, Rishona, Ba, Olav. Whereas Rabiosi says, wait, no, not so simple. I know everybody wants to have a good time, but there are rules over here. We give you, we give the fellow the first one that, right, right, that shows up. The first one to show up is the one that we go with, i.e., we all, right, it's not like the Yishai for both and we choose the more gruesome one. No, the fellow Yishai for the first one that comes up. What, what does that mean? Vitani, we learn in a b'risa. So what does it mean when Rabiosi says that, that we judge him with the first one that comes up? So, So, what if, for example, uh, Reuven marries Sari, and at the time that he marries Sari, his mother-in-law was uh, a widow. She wasn't married at the time. So she becomes his mother-in-law. Now, uh, sleeping with one's mother-in-law is burning. We, we burn the fellow. Now, 
um, sleeping with an Aishas Ish, with a married woman, is chenek. We strangle the fellow. So in this case, he was first chayev for chamosa, right? Meaning when he got married, his mother-in-law was, was not a married woman. Um, and she, so the iser between uh, Ruven in this case and his mother-in-law was, was the fact that she's his mother-in-law. But then she gets married. So then she becomes an Eishasish. And um, so there's that, which is strangulation. So says Rabbi well, since he was first, uh, since, since, since the, uh, she was first ushered to Ruvain uh, as, as his mother-in-law before being an Eishasish, so we go based on mother-in-law and the uh, punishment is burning. Eishasish, Venaisis, Chamoso, what if she was, right? What if his mother-in-law was married at the time that Ruvain married Sarah? Which means that Kilu, before Ruvain married Sarah, um, he wasn't allowed to be with this, with her, his future mother-in-law because she was a married woman. Now he marries her daughter. So in addition to the fact that he was also to her as a married woman, he's also now also to her because, uh, she's his mother-in-law. So Nidom Beishasish, so the punishment will be strangulation. Which is the punishment for a mar- sleeping with a married woman. So, so we see that according to Biosi, a fellow is judged based on the, the, the first, uh, relevant, uh, uh, predicament, the first relevant circumstance. So, no, so what do we do, friends? On the one hand, we're saying that Shimon, who sleeps with Sare, right, when he's also married to Rivke, so he's high both for Aishas, Och, as well as Achosisha. Yet, we seem to be saying, that Yossi Davka says, um, iser chal al iser, right? That you're just judged by the first one that comes up. So it says of Babo, so Babo gives a really interesting answer. Modur Yossi Beiser Mosif. You got it? That Rabyosi is not opposed to saying, um, is not opposed to saying iser chal al iser. Is not opposed to saying that you can have two isurim, one on top of the other. Um, but, for us to say that you can add one iser on top of another one, it has to be adding. And what that means is, um, for example, when at the time that Ruvain married Sarit, his mother was a, his mother-in-law was a widow. She was not married. Okay, people were talking outside, but now I'm back. So, um, right, so in the case where uh, his future mother-in-law was a widow at the time that, right, that he got married. So, when he gets married, so then she becomes usher to him as his mother-in-law. But to the rest of the world, I mean, she could still marry anybody else. He's usher to her because it's his mother-in-law, but she's a single woman. She can marry anybody else. When she then gets married and she becomes a married woman, so now everybody else is also usher to her other than his uh, uh, other than her husband. So therefore, uh, that's a case of Mosif, right? That's a case where, you know, the first Isser, right? The first situation was just that, you know, he was usher to this woman because it's his mother-in-law, but everybody else is permitted to her. Once she then gets married, now she's a married woman. Now the rest of the world, all the other men of the world are also usher to her as well. So because it's adding on, therefore we now take that into account as well and we compare. If we look at the punishment for a married woman, strangulation, and the punishment for um, uh, your mother-in-law um, um, uh, burning, what's the more gruesome one? Burning. 
So therefore, we he gets the judgment, he gets the uh, uh, punishment of burning. However, in the opposite case, which is when he gets married, his mother-in-law is married, and therefore she was already forbidden to all the men of the world because she's a married woman. When he then marries her daughter, I mean, he was already also the entire all the men of the world are forbidden to his mother-in-law, right? Because she's a married woman. So when he now becomes auditor, also because she's his mother-in-law, that right? That's not adding anything, and therefore we just go by by the original one, which is that she's a married woman. Strangulation. So therefore, Rabbi Bo has a very interesting opinion here, which is that well, Rabbi Yossi would say that in a situation where um, an Isser is being added, so then we can say Isser Chalil Isser. But if it's not adding anything, then we don't say Isser Chalil Isser. So now says the Gemara, Teinach Heicha Dinosa Chai Ve'achakach Nosa Meis. Okay. So then I can understand Rabbi Yossi's opinion that he's Chayif for Eishas Ach as well as Achos Isha in a situation where first Ruvain marries, uh, no, I'm sorry, Heicha Dinosa Chai Ve'achakach Nosa Meis. Right, that the mace who dies, Ruvain dies, right? Who's the one who stays alive? Shimon. So where Shimon first marries Rivka. So when Shimon marries Rivka, so let's say there's uh, four, four brothers, Ruvain, Shimon, Levi, and Yehuda. So when Shimon marries Rivka, so Shimon is a surah to Sare because Sare is the sister of his wife Rivka, Achosisha. However, Sare is permitted to Ruvain, Sare is permitted to Levi, Sar is permitted to Yehuda, everybody else, just not to him, because Sar is the sister of his wife Rivka. When Ruvain then goes and marries Sarah, Sarah now becomes a surah to also Levi and Yehuda and any other brothers that there might be, because now she's Aishas Och. So by Ruvain marrying Sarah after Shimon had already married Rivka, so then it's adding on to the to the Isser in that now right now now um Sara is not just a surah to Shimon but to all the brothers now and therefore um and therefore in that case we would say that they right that there's um uh, you know with that they'll have both Isurim because the second Isser of um Aishas Och added on for the other brothers as well. However right Migo di Itosif Isser Lagabi Achim Itosif Isser Lagabe Dide Right, that, right, that since when Ruvain marries Sarah, the Isser of Aishas um, Och is added for all of the brothers now. Levi and Yudah also can't marry Sarah anymore. So therefore, it also is added to Shimon. And if Ruvain dies and Shimon does even with Sarah, so he'll be chayv, not just for Ahosisha, but for Aishas Och as well. But what about in the case where Ruvain first married Sarah, which means that first came Aishas Ach for all of the brothers, none of, right, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, nobody was allowed to marry Sarah now because she is the wife of their brother Ruvain. So, and then Shimon marries um, uh, Rivke. So, at the time that uh, Shimon marries Rivka, he and all of the other brothers were already ushered to Sarah because of Aishas Och. So when he marries Rivke, and now in addition there's um, Achos Isha, it's not adding anything because all the brothers were already Asura. So my Isser Mosef Ika. So then what are you adding and why should you be Chayev twice? Vichitema Migo de Itzer Vichulu Ach Vosa Hai Isser 
But maybe you'll say that, well, the, the, the Chiddush is that, well, now when Shimon marries Sarit, no, now when Shimon marries Rivke, now Shimon is also to all of the other, um, right now, right now Shimon is also to all of the other sisters, right? If, if there were Sarit, Rivke, Rachel, Leah, they were all sisters. So now none of the sisters are allowed to marry Shimon anymore, right? So until, uh, until Shimon married Rivka, any, right, Rivka, Rachel, Leah, any of them could have married Rif, uh, Shimon. But now that Shimon marries Rivka, they can't marry Shimon anymore. So says the Gemara, Hi Isser Kolalu. This isn't Isser Mosif, this is Isser Kolal. So, I mean, this concept is like a little bit confusing. I think it has to do with like uh, Einstein's theory of relativity, which is basically everything's relative, which is, I think is basically, well, this isn't adding, this is actually included. And what this means, I think, is that, well, yes, when R- Shimon marries Rifke, so then all of the other sisters are married to Shimon. So from the perspective of Shimon, yes, everybody's now, right, by marrying Rifke, all of the other sisters now cannot marry Shimon. However, if we look from the perspective of Sara, however, Sara was already a Sura to Shimon because she's married to Reuven. And therefore, when Shimon marries Rivka, she's just included with all the other sisters. So from the perspective of Sara, so then she's just included in the, in the Isser, and it's an Isser Kolal, not an Isser Mosif. Honestly, um, I'm not super clear on, on, on that concept, but, or how it applies here. But the point is that we're saying that it doesn't seem to be a situation of, of Mosif. So therefore, um, the Kasha is, Rabbi Bo has a very Gishmaka answer about this whole Mosif concept and to say that Rabbi Yossi says that Isser Chalal Isser when it's Mosif, but it, do, it doesn't seem to play out in a situation where Reuven first married Sarah before Shimon marries uh, Rivka since already uh, all the brothers were Asura from the time that Reuven marries Sarah. So... Ela Amarave, rather says Rave, how do you understand Ribyosi? Maile Olov, Maile Ani Olov, Kiilu also Stein Benuchai Vela Achas. No, so rather, when Ribyosi says that when Shimon does Yibum with Sara, even though he's not allowed to, so he's Chayib for Eshes um, Och as well as Achos Isha, it means that it's as if he's Chayib for both. But the fact of the matter is, he's only Chayib for one of them. Also, when Robin came, he said the name of Rabbi Yochanan that I treated as if he did too, but really he's only going to be chayev one. So, what's the difference if we treat it as two, but he's only chayev once? So, the cover to bury him among the um, uh, utterly evil people, right? That uh, Rashi says that there are basically two sections of the of the cemetery for people that were um, killed, right? There, there were Misa's Bezdin. There were people, right, the um, the Neirogim V'nechnokin, people that got sort of like the relatively less gruesome deaths, which is um, sword-plopping head offering and um, uh, strangulation. And the other, so that that's kind of the less gruesome ones. And then the more gruesome ones are stoning and burning. So there's like different sections for the less gruesome and the more gruesome. So we're saying over here that um, even though, yes, he's only chayev once, but because um, there's Eishes, Och, and Achos Isha, he uh, manages to get himself into the section of the cemetery for the more gruesome death people. All right, what do you want me to tell you? We've looked at the Itmar, 
and it's uh, similar to right this 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 machlokas of are you chayv twice or only chayv once. It's uh, similar to the following machlokas zar shashimes b'shabes that if you have a non koyin who worked in the beis hamikdash on Shabbos, so Rebbe Omer chayv shtayim v'kapar Omer enu chayv elachas. Rebbe says you take a chayv twice. This fellow's chayv twice. Bakapar says the fellow's chayv once. Kofas Rebchia v'nishba. Rebchia jumped and he swore ha'avoido kach shomaiti mi Rebbe. He says, what are you talking about? I heard directly from Rebbe Shtaim that, that this fellow's going to be chayv twice. Kofas Bakapar v'nishba avoido kach shomaiti mi Rebbe achas. Bakapar says, ma, ma pitom. I dafka heard from Rebbe that he's only going to be chayv once. He's chayv lodun. Shrebchia he explained his rationale. Look, Shabbos l'kol Nesra. Shabbos is also to right? everybody. You know, nobody can be mechal Shabbos. Kishiruchu b'amikdash. But when in the base amikdash they said that you're allowed to do kor- offer korbanis on, on on Shabbos, it's a kohanim utra. It was only permitted by the kohanim. The kohanim utra below the zar. It's only permitted in the base amikdash for the kohanim, not for non kohanim. And therefore, yesh kamishim zars, yesh kamishim Shabbos. This czar, this non-Kohen who's doing the Avodah in the Beis HaMikdash on Shabbos, he's, there are two problems. One is the fact that, of course, he's doing the Avodah as a non-Kohen, which is always going to be an issue. And the other is the fact that it's Shabbos. He's not allowed to do Malacha on Shabbos. Only Kohanim are allowed to do Malacha in the Beis HaMikdash on Shabbos. Not Zarim, for Yitzchayv, for Chilol Shabbos, as well as for um, uh, doing the Avodah as a non-Kohen. Bakapor explained his rationale. Shabbos Lakonesra. Shabbos is also to everybody. Kishushu b'mikdash hutra. That when, however, we say that in the base of mikdash, you're allowed to be mechal shabbos. You're allowed to do the avoda of the korbanis on Shabbos. Nonetheless, in the base of mikdash, so that's full stop. Regardless of who you are, even if you're a czar, ain't kanel czarus. And therefore, the only problem is that he's doing the avoda as a czar. Right? That is always going to be an issue. But the fact that it's Shabbos. Shabbos is waived in the context of the Avodah of the Beis Hamikdash, so he's not going to be chayv for Chil Shabbos, but he will be chayv for doing the Avodah as a czar, as a non-Kohen. Ba'mum shashimesh bitumah. If you have a fellow with a mum that served in the temple in a state of impurity, now of course a fellow with a mum is not allowed to serve in the temple, to do the service in the temple, and neither is somebody who is impure. Rebchia Omer chayv shtaim, by Kapara Omer ein chayv ela achas. Rebchia says he's chayv twice, but Kapar says he's chayv once. Kofas Rebchia v'nishba. Rebchia jumped up and he swore, Ha'avoyder kach shamatim Rebbe shtaim. I heard from Rebbe that he's chayv twice. For the fact that he's doing avodah as, as, as a ba'amum and for the fact that he's doing avodah b'tumah. By Kapar, nishba, Kofas by Kapar v'nishba. By Kapar then jumped up and swore, Ha'avoyder kach shamatim Rebbe achas. I talk heard from Rebbe that he's only chayv once. His Rebchia lodun. Rebchia expounded. Tuma lakonesra. That Tuma is also to everybody. Kishuhutru b'mikdash. Eitzel kohanim t'mimim utro. The kohanim t'mimim utro. V'lo l'bali mumin. Says Rebchia, look. When we say Tuma hutru b'tzibur. Right? That right, that um, that by, that by, um, I think that's what the rationale is. That when it comes to, to korban tziburs, that you can do it, right? That if you do it, betuma, it's okay. So that's only by kohanim. If a kohen offers the korban tamid uh, um, uh, as a balmum uh, uh, in a state of impurity, so then, so then it's okay. But that's only a, a kohen who's allowed to be doing avoda, a kohen who doesn't have a blemish. But a kohen with a blemish, it doesn't apply. Yesh kamishum balimum and yesh kamishum tuma. So therefore, there's two issues over here. One is the fact that he's 
um, uh, a Baal Mum, doing the Avod in the base of Mikdash, which is a problem. And the other is that he's doing a, 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 a Avod in the base of Mikdash as, uh, right, in a state of Tumah. Because Tumah only gets waived by Quran uh, uh, without blemishes. So are allowed to do the Avod. So therefore he's chayv for being a Baal Mum, doing the Avod, as well as for doing the Avod in a state of impurity. His Chibakapar Ladun, Chibakapar expanded, Tumah Lakon that tuma is forbidden to everybody, kishutra b'mikdash hutra. But when they say that in the context of the of the of the um, of the of the public offerings, it's permitted. It's permitted full stop, even if you're a bamum. Ain't kanel mishum bamum, and therefore the only issue over here is that you have a fellow with the blemish who's doing the avoda, and that's going to be a problem. But the fact that it's bituma is not going to be a problem. Zarsha'achah melika. If you have a non coin you ate melika. Of course, melika is the fancy way that they would um, kill a bird with their with their fingernail. So only the Kohanim were allowed to eat those birds. A non coin who ate that bird. So Bhiya says it's chayv twice for that. Bakapar says it's taka chayv once. Rebchia says, what are you talking about? Edaf got from Rebbe that he's chayv twice. Kofas Bakapar finished by avoid the kachshimatim Rebbe achas. Bakapar jumps up and says, Mapitom. I heard from Rebbe he's only chayv once. He's Rebchia lodun. Rebchia expanded. Nevela lakonesra. That nevela is also to everybody. Kishuucha b'mikdash. It's a kohanim hutra. The kohanim hutra below the zarim. That when we say that nevela, right? Because Malika isn't shchita, right? And therefore, when we say that this nevela is permitted in the base mikdash, it's only permitted to the kohanim. But not to Zarim. Yeshkan Mishum Zaris, Yeshkan Mishum Malika. Therefore, there is a problem that he's eating this bird as a non coin, and it's also a problem that he's eating, uh, that he's eating this Malika, which is not Shrita. Hischabah Kapar Lodu Nevele Lakones, Shutra, Bamikdash Hutra, Ain Kanelim Shum Zaris. Whereas Bakapara says, look, um, that the uh, Nevele, you're not allowed to eat. When we say in the base of Mitosh, you're allowed to eat it, so then it, you're allowed to eat it full stop. Um, even right, even even as a uh, right, 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 you, right. There isn't going to be a special um, uh, iser of eating the nevela as a czar, but there will be an issue of uh, eating the right this this cor- this korban this kachim as a czar, and that's going to be a problem. But not the right, the fact that it's nevela won't necessarily be a problem. Friends, I got a room. That was the Lamed Beis of Masechet Yevamah. So hope you enjoyed. Peace out.